Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day.
Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. I'm Spencer. There's Dennis. There's Joel. Hope you all had a great weekend and slept better than I did for whatever reason. I could not sleep all weekend. But we got some things to discuss on our minds. Question number one, how do we feel going into the last uh, quarter of the year? We got some people, some of us are bullish. Some of us are bearish. Some of us don't even know where we stand. So we'll talk about that on today's show. We'll talk Tesla, of course, that Q3 deliveries out over the weekend, and they beat the estimates on that. I want to talk about the oil spill off the coast of California. There is a company at the heart of that that is publicly traded, so we'll get to that. Uh, Merck is still going this morning. I want to talk about Merck as well. We'll get to your questions from our chat. Tim Quast will be on the show at 8.35, as always, the founder of Market Structure Edge. And before I throw it to Joel, reminder that the next pre-market prep plus Weekend extravaganza is not this coming weekend, but the weekend after. And if you're all like, wait, I I didn't go to the last one. I don't know what to expect. Well, just watch this. Get ready. Pre-market prep plus. So here it is. Trading from relationships. Talk hairs trading, sympathy trading, risk arbitrage, and then we'll even talk to social media. This is your chance. Be there. How to increase the odds. Going to dive deep into relationship-based trading, pairs trading, sympathy trading, basket trading, risk arbitrage. Then get ready for the event on October 16th. You guys think we're fired up on the pre-market prep show? Then be there October 16th for trading from relationships too. Hey, hey, if that didn't get you excited, then you don't have it. And I just want to say we're calling it number two, but you don't need the prerequisite. If you didn't sign up for number one, you're going to be okay. It's going to start from, obviously, we're going to start, and you'll understand it all as well. So we're not just going to dive into content. It's not building from level one. It's talking different stuff. So we're going to go into some detail. I'm going to talk about you know market a lot of market neutral trading, You know, because in this environment, long only, and we're going to get into this discussion in, in a few minutes, has really suffered. If you're a long only trader, it's been a tough year. But if you're, and obviously, you know, if you can be a stock picker, it's still been okay. And the market is still up. But I'd say in the last six months, if you're fading and you're going both ways and you're doing other things, some, you know, some traders are having career years. I know Kenny Click's doing fantastic over there. I hit the bed. Um, you know, I'm doing pretty good too on my trading as well. I think this is my, I think it's my fourth best year ever. It's setting up to be so far. So it's up there. It's been a really good year for traders. But as a swing trader, a long-term investor, my long-term investing portfolio has gone nowhere in the last six months. It's just kind of sitting here and hanging out. And that's really because you look at the IWM overall, and it's kind of gone nowhere. And I'm long only in my long-term stuff. But as a trader. You kind of go both ways. You talk different strategies, you know, and that's what we're going to talk about on October 16th. Teach you, teach you different ways to look at the market. All that being said, let's look at the market. We'll get Joel's chart tip on the screen here. Joel, how are we doing this morning? We're down. We're down 14 and a half handles. Had a little follow-through rally overnight, 43.62. That's your pre-market high. That'll be a good number because that's 32 handles away. We got to 43.15, and folks, nothing there. Uh, absolutely no reason for it to stop going there. Just a yo-yo market. Crude flat at 75.88. Gold down 5 bucks at 70, 17.50, 3.20. Uh, silver, that's down 15 cents, 22.38. 
Bitcoin, Ethereum going opposite ways. Uh, Bitcoin down 610, trying to work its way up to the top of a trading range, perhaps. And Ethereum futures are up 14, or excuse me, $15 at 3,337. So, boy, oh boy, we're, we're doing some market talk, right, on the pre-market show. And we got, we got some opinions, different opinions. And I'll say... I won't say I'm bearish, but I'll say I'm nervous. I'm nervous about this market. And why? Always... Give us your give us your thesis. My thesis is pretty much technically based, and I don't like the way we ended the quarter. Right? We've had six up quarters in a row. We were up. We barely eked out the quarter. Uh, numbers speaking, I mean, I could, could be convinced, you know, we hold 4350, I'll, I'll flip to the bull side. But the other thing is the overnight action, right? The whole time up in this market, the overnight action had been strong and stronger and holding the daily gains and adding on to them, maybe a little pullback. But now it just seems like there's just more rat. Like we come in in the morning and it's a fight. The market has to fight its way back up and then they knock it back down at night and then it fights its way back up. Whereas for the last six quarters, it was, you know, oh, finish strong, open strong, hang out, maybe improve on the highs. So that's what I'm looking at. Of course, we're coming into earnings season, right? Q3 earnings season and you get a bunch of good reports. I think you're also, you're losing some leadership here. And I, I know you like to talk about a more diversified market, but you know, Apple, I mean, that's pulled off. It's I've looked, I'm just looking at the top components here. Apple, Microsoft, man, looks a little tired. Google Joel, looks Joel, a little tired. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Can you look at Amazon? Amazon looks a, a little tired. Amazon, yeah. I think this might be Amazon's worst year. Maybe sans 2018. Uh hasn't been great. And it's been a, no. a Amazon's worst year in, in quite some time. Yeah. I mean, so you're looking th this Facebook looks like deal. A lot of charts this year where you had a you know a little bit of a you had the big run last year and this has been a, a lot for a lot of stocks a digestion year digesting huge gains from the previous year I mean Amazon had that huge run from two thousand to thirty five hundred maybe it was too much too fast where it was when zombie apocalypse was happening we're never going to go into a store again well that didn't happen so but Amazon has still continued to grow Amazon continues to still do everything it still remembers it still um, is a core position in my long-term portfolio but there's so many charts Spencer that look just like that yeah this year I mean bring up the IWM which encompasses Nowhere. every small cap stock you know 2,000 of them there so bring that up and you know you, you see a similar chart I mean the IWM and Amazon really have nothing to do with each other but it's the same thing huge runs 2020 back half. 2021 digestion. I mean, you could even argue Tesla similar, and it's it's a little more sloppy because he had a really big run in February. But yeah, you've been digesting here in Tesla for a little bit too. So I mean, I I, I don't know what to say. That this is what the discussion we we're having in the pre pre market show is. Let's go back to the spy. Is this market? You know, is this the digestion period? And eventually, we're going to start running here at the you know in the last month or two of the year. Or is this the start of something, you know, where people are just tired of owning stocks for a little bit? Look at that month. I don't know if chart. anybody knows. The I, answer. I, I got the cash up there, you know, because I uh, the S and P cash. I mean, is this? I mean, look, look at that. I mean, 
it's just been it's been basically straight up since the March low. You've had your dips and everything, and now you come down. I mean, four thousand would it be the end of the world if we came down to four thousand in the S and P and consolidated, or even worked our way into you know thirty nine hundred or thirty five hundred? Would that be the end of the world? No, I I I think that another good way to put it, I think that whatever upside here may be in the market, I think it's offset by the potential downside. And you're so, looking at so what are you doing? Are you still, but you, are you selling stocks? If you're nervous, no, no, you're just holding. Yeah. I'm holding. I'm not He's buying like more. Warren Buffett. He just holds through it all. But yeah. I, are you buying? I'm nervous. You, no, I'm not buying. Not buying I don't want to buy. I'm nervous. I've, I've never been nervous I mean, we had that. Well, we're always nervous. But well, we had the, uh, you know, no, we're not like uh, pre-COVID, like January and February nervous, right? Oh, yeah, but, I was nervous then. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like that. I, I don't know. I mean, the market continues to prove bears wrong, right? So why is this time going to be any different? That's right? what, that's that's what I asked you. What, what, you why you asked it to yourself, which is great. <laughs> I mean, let's, your thesis, Spencer, is you think, and you still have the bet with Joel that we're going to be, be be making new all-time highs by the end of the year. Yes, one. New I have all- so much on the fence. So yeah. go, 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 go. Why uh, the bet is at least one new all-time high by the end of the year, uh, and it, it goes back to what Joel said. I don't know if you said it before or just now, but Joel was asking like, "What's the catalyst?" Well, we don't need a catalyst. There, it, you know, I I hate the term like wall of worry. It's just, I think it's a stupid term. The market climbs a wall of worry, but like. That's kind of what's happening. Like there, like think of all the things to be afraid about. There is Evergrande, this, and supply chain, that, inflation, this, and oil spills now. But it, in, in the grand scheme of things, none of it really matters to the market, to the stock. What market. does matter though? What's the what's the main thing? What's been the driver of this rally for years? And he's right. Okay, rates fine, but and now and and rates are going down. Okay. Right? That's and they may be going up. I mean, don't don't tell Paul that, but that's don't fight yeah. the Fed, right? R- R- that's rates, what we've been saying for years. Don't fight the Fed. Rates are going that's rates true. are going up. They're going up. They're going up like a quarter of a point though. What do you think this okay? Well, are they but, even going up though? We're ways from that. We haven't started tapering yet. I mean, yeah, we haven't no, even started no, no. tapering. They, they're gonna go up marginally, right? Eventually, maybe a they little will. bit. They will. A smidgen. Yeah, a smidgen. What about what about when Paul like just uh, like when he's up for uh, uh, in February of next year when he's no. up and he says see ya no yes I don't want to be ya see ya I let you guys I got you in you get your yourselves out there's no way I mean, to get out we've already had this discussion about a thousand <laughs> times on the show the only way they get out is they just keep printing money and they hope the inflation problem goes away because if you go back to your economics 101 course the only way to fight inflation is start raising rates they can't raise rates because the whole world's built on debt so they can raise a quarter point and say ooh ah we can't go up to seven eight ten percent everybody lose their houses so, I mean, they're, they're in a really hard place. The only thing they can say is inflation's transitory and eventually go away because they can't go out and say, and even if they believe that inflation is sticky here and we're going to have inflation for a long period of time, they can't do anything serious about it. They're, they're, they're buried. They're buried in this hole they've dug 
And there's no real way to fight inflation without jacking up rates significantly. And the repercussions from that are too significant. So all they can do is say, tell us it's transitory and hope it goes away. I, I just think it is easier to go higher than it is to go lower. That's that's really what, what it comes down to for me. There's nothing fundamental pushing us in either direction, I think. And that's the point. That That's why I think. We're going high. So we'll maybe we'll stay still. The Tina trade. Why not, Spencer? Yes. I mean, I'm I'm right with this is why I hated bonds, you know, three weeks ago and the TLT sold off significantly. But I mean, you know, people have been hating on bonds for those reasons. But now you've got the Fed, you know, it's talking about actually tapering. And I just can't see when inflation's running, you know, hot, and we know we've been running four or five percent even on the the rigged indexes. Um rigged index. Why are you why are you gonna put your money and tie it up for twenty years at one and a half percent? I just you know, if, unless you think rates are going negative and you're going to make it all on the, on the increase in price in the bonds, I think that that party is sailed. I don't see. I don't own. Any, I don't want to own any bonds. I own a few preferred stocks, and those aren't even great right now because if you're getting five, six percent of preferred stock, it's barely beating their rig number. So I, I I think I got to own some stocks to try to keep up with it all because I don't think the printing press is even. I don't think the printing press is going to go away permanently. I think it's transitory tapering. And I think eventually, if the market starts to show weakness, they'll just you know continue the money printing press and again the party continues. I don't see anything changing. That's why it's hard to just go out, sell all your stocks, move to cash because you know you're guaranteed losing you know to inflation if you're in cash. Also, I'm I mean I'm talking my like my book. I I have no interest. It's it's against my my own self interest to be selling right. So why would I do you're that? Young. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. So why would I do that to begin with? So yeah. I, I, I'm sort of, I, I'm long biased because of my age, right? That's, yeah. That's normal. Joel's coming at it from a different perspective, which is also normal. Yeah, right? Joel's getting ready for. I, uh... I, I think I think we're <laughs> I, I, I think we're both where we want to be. Right? Probably it's probably good of Joel. He's got a lot of stocks too, though. Still, Joel's yeah, still got I, I, a lot I, of. Yeah. What's your overall like you know percentage of stock ownership compared Stop. to like your your wealth or whatever if you want to say it. Like, you know, do most you have half, it, half of your money sitting more, out and more, half your money in the markets more, or more than more, half? More than half, yeah. More, more than half. Much more. Much, much more. more than half. So there you go. Uh, so he's still yep. it. Yep. See, I probably, I got real estate though. So I don't know. I guess that's all part of the same, you know, you're still invested. but Same thing. You know, <laughs> kind of, because they moves up with the markets. I mean, if the stock market crashes, the real estate market goes down with it too. So right. I don't know. I guess it's, it's all not, And it's not as liquid, right? But it is know. right now, I tell you. <laughs> Holy crap, our house is liquid right now. You put them on the market and they are scooped up above ask in, in, in hours in some cases. Real estate market has never been this liquid. So uh, let's not get into that conversation. I'm on the fence. I don't know where we're going next week. I don't know where we're going next month. I don't even know where we're going in the next hour because this market is so choppy. It's hard to figure out. All I can tell you is what has been working continues to work. The contrarian is the one making money in this market, the one that is buying the dips and selling the rips. And if you're coming in and buying the dip Friday morning and selling the rip Friday afternoon, you had a great Friday. Yeah, if well, you're saying, okay, we're coming back and you're chasing, if you're the chaser, you are not having a good trading month here because chasing has been the recipe to lose. I would say contrarians are making money and the chasers are not. Yeah, They're giving the money to the contrarians. Let, let's bring it to Friday because we we basically ripped into the close. Well, we ripped and then into the close, we sold off a, a smidgen there. Um, I don't know what your thoughts on that were, Dennis, but it, it goes to what you just said, right? You're just buying the dip and selling You can't the call it. 
from yeah. hour to hour. You really can't call it. But as a trader, you don't have to. That's the cool thing. And that's what we're going to talk about, you know, on October 16th. I say it all the time. I don't make the majority of my money from making calls, thinking this stock's going here or this stock's going there or this technical setup looks good. I try to do that with my swing trades and stuff, and I make a little bit of money doing that. The majority of my money is made from market inefficiencies. Market inefficiencies, where they're, you know, you're looking at relationship-based stuff, where stuff starts to you know make sense, and you know you look at the market from a whole different perspective. And I would say probably if I was, you know, I'm, I'm no numbers behind that, but I would say the majority of the money that I make on the stock market, you know, on a daily, monthly, weekly, yearly yeah. basis, is made from market inefficiencies. Not making calls, predicting where stocks are going, but simply saying this stock shouldn't be here if this stock is here. And that's what we're going to talk about on October 6th. What, and just put a final bow on this and we can do some individual stocks. The yeah. other thing that I don't like about the market is the volatility right now. Oh, well, right. do, well, do I have a month for you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with the, uh, with, uh, if you, if you uh, count the overnight range and it, we got within 17 handles of the low, we had over a hundred point range in the S&Ps on Friday. 105, 106. When's the last time we had those kind of ranges? What was the environment? When did we start having those kind of ranges? Answer Wait, me that. When about, was that? You talking about COVID? Yeah. I don't like the volatility. I, if we if we stayed at this area and then the daily ranges started to come down, come down, come down, come down, then I know the buyers are out there. They're loading up. I don't like I, – I think – the volatility, and we'll talk about this with Tim. That would be a good thing. I mean, the reason you're seeing these crazy moves is because, you know, everyone, you know, this is it. got to buy this dip. No, wait, 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 wait. I No, no, it's a rip. No one knows what to do. It's too much volatility. If the volatility calmed down, then I would be happy. You know, our average daily ranges are going up. That, you know, and I'm not a VIX guy, but I'd have to say the fact that we're selling off overnight and there's high volatility, that's why I'm neutral to bearish on the market. Okay. So if the market calms down and we start having pops overnight, we should get back to 25, 30-point ranges. Right now, our nine-day average range is starting to get up towards 60, which I, I don't use that as, as a good indicator. But, hey, you know what? We're up 50 handles today. We closed 3280 or 43.80. We take out you know the high, the high from last week. I know it just seems like we're building a wall. We're getting up. We have the rebounds, but like every time we get slapped down at a lower level and lower highs, right? We are making lower highs and lower lows. I mean, that's pretty much simple technical analysis, right? You came off here, you came back over 4450. You came down here, you took out the, the low. Sorry. Yeah, I got, I got it. it. I, got I mean, it. right? What do you see? More big red bars or green bars? I see more big red bars and more big green bars in the future. <laughs> I think we're going to chop around. And okay. again, I think if you're chasing moves, I think you're doing it backwards in this market. There is a market to chase. 2020 was a chasing market. It's why it was so easy for everybody in 2020. You know, you think about people who started in March, April, May, and they got spoiled in the stock market saying, holy, this is so easy. I'm going to quit my job full time because I can do this as a trader. You didn't have an environment that was just, you know, going like this and all over the place and trying to figure it out. You had a straight up market. It was an easy market. Again, we look back to our long term stuff. Spencer, me, Joel, we're up in everything. Everything was winning. You know what? It's not. That's not normal markets. We're in more normal markets right now. 
where you have stock picking, you have volatility, you have, you know, contrarians who are coming back in, you have shorts that actually can make money in this market. But you know what? Longs can make money in this market, too. You can be long only, you can still make money in it. So it's just not a simple market anymore. So if I'm trying to predict anything. It's that I'm going to see a lot more red candles and a lot more green candles. And that's why I'm going to continue to be a fader of moves in this market and not a trend follower, more of a contrarian. And that's what's working. It's why Kenny Glick is doing really well. I hit the bet. VWAP, you know, he's buying back. You're buying the pullback and comes back to VWAP. You're, it's a naturally contrarian strategy. You're buying dips and selling rips with VWAP too. So that's what is working. There's some market environments that just trend following works, like back half of 2020. You've got to identify the market environment that you're in. And then if you're using your core strategies, you're going to win more than you're losing as long as you've identified that, hey, chop is continued. But if you think we're going into this just rip, roar, and rally, then you'll probably be happy to buy every dip and not happy when you're selling the rips. I think it's going to be more like this. you know. And I, I think that's you know because I think there's so many unknowns. I'd be happy if it did that. I, I would be happy if it if it just like, hey, we hold that low from Friday, just consolidate here for I mean, that's another thing too. We're like, oh, we're talking, oh, is it going back all time highs? And am I talking, oh, we're going back to four thousand? How about if we just do if we get IWM'd here? I mean, that could very well happen in the S and P. I mean, look at I mean, now you talk about the trading range since January two oh six to two thirty-five, you're at two twenty-two. You're like you're smack dab in the middle here, yeah. so sure would like to see that. I sure would like to see that breakout. But uh, you guys want to talk about? Go before ahead. you do, I'm going to take one more thing. I'm going to take it to Mitch, and we did have the bet on Friday, and I got to say congratulations to Mitch. And look at what I did wrong on Friday. Here I just preached to everybody about buying dips <laughs> and selling rips. And look what I did on Friday. And look who's listening in the background is Mitch because he just absorbs everything. He's like a sponge. This is why he's become a very good trader. He just listens to everybody, absorbs it, and makes his own trading styles out of it. I'm sitting there and rides trading up 7% in the pre-market. And I get the guts. I was like, I think it could go to 10. I think it could continue. I think you're going to squeeze some shorts in this thing. And I thought it was going to go higher. And what was I essentially doing when I was trading up 7% in the pre-market? I was chasing. And I was actually, I didn't buy the stock, but it's the bet because I made a bullish bet on the show against Mitch. I was chasing and I was buying the rip. Two things doing exact opposite of what I'm supposed to be doing, but I thought I was going to be a hero. And when you're a hero in this market trying to be a hero, you usually turn out to be a zero. And that's what I was on that bet. And congratulations, Mitch, for identifying it. He came in right out of the thing. He's like, Denny's buying the rip. I'll sell it to him because he's doing it backwards. And you know what? I was exactly wrong mitch you were exactly right to come in that's the fastest bet that i've ever lost on the show i lost it in one hour because that thing turned around on a dime and tanked so mitch fantastic call buddy to actually you know take the bearish side of that and yes i owe you a lunch and joel, joel owes me 10 yeah you know what he did i don't know where it was trading at in the pre-market but guys in the i remember guys in the pit used to do this and uh, let's say it was trade. See where the pre-market show was between eight and nine or whatever. Let's say it was trading eight sixty-five. Okay, and Dennis goes eight sixty-five for a hundred, and the big local goes sold. It right? did. And then, did. but then you know what? He, you know what Mitch did? He offered it lower. He said sold to you, and then he goes <laughs> fifty thousand at eight sixty. So you're thinking to myself, wow. He just sold it to me at eight sixty five, and now and and that's why you know that 
That's, That's how it's done in the pit back in the day. Yeah. Bullying. There was you. a lot of bullying in the pit. Yeah, he, and that's what he did. He hid your bid, and then he Bullied offered me. it lower. And everyone's <laughs> like, oh, Dennis is stuck. And that's what everyone thought. And they're like, oh, let's kill Dennis. They and rocked they, me on that one. Look at that. Look at him for real money in that thing. That was a bad call, man. Yeah, that was uh, – but that was fun. That was fun. Okay, so we haven't talked any stocks, really. But let's we got the overall feel. So what we just told – so we do that, you know, what are we going to tell you what we told you? Or what are we going to tell you, tell you what we told you? What we told you over the last 26 minutes was fade trade still working. That's yes, what sir. it was. We could have said it in 10 seconds, but we went the 27-minute way to <laughs> say just it. Talk fade much. trade still working. Uh, there's a couple people in the chat asking about Tesla, so let's just move on. To we got to talk about Tesla. We got to talk yes. about Tesla because uh, the bottom line was – uh, they are, their Q3 deliveries uh, were strong. They were strong. They came in above basically every estimate that I saw. They delivered a little over 241,000 cars last quarter. Estimates were in the 220 uh, ballpark, so from 241 to 220, so a nice beat there. Almost all those deliveries were, were Model 3 and Model Y, and that's basically what sure. their bread and butter at this point. Uh, that 241,000 uh, delivery figure, compares to uh, 201,000 the prior quarter and it comes in the face of uh, companies like GM uh, coming short on their deliveries and blaming the global shortage of chips and Tesla said aha not so fast because we can come in above estimates despite a global chip shortage so let's, let's see the chart Wendy Bush was loving this report over the weekend. Uh, there's not a lot not to like about 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 the numbers. Good numbers. Yeah, good numbers. They're, they're showing how it's done. Tesla's yeah. been doing a lot of things right. One thing is, and Kathy Woods goes on her Twitter rant saying, well, yeah, Tesla didn't have any problems with chips. You know, why is GM and Ford having the problems with chips? He's saying it's all BS. Well, when you're only selling a fraction of the cars at GM and Ford, it's a little bit different game there too, Miss Kathy Wood. But... Anyways, we can't argue with Tesla. The numbers were very good. So instead of trashing GM and Ford, she should have just been talking to Tesla. And obviously, um, it, 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 it's rightfully up here today. Those were excellent numbers. With that being said, it hasn't been the market to buy rips. So I'm not changing my tune and buying the breakout on Tesla because I was trying to buy a breakout on Ride. And we saw that work for me. And also, Tesla got a lot of highs, 850 to 900. That's a long ways away. Um, I still, you know, it, it's still definitely bull trend. You know, we've been talking bullish on Tesla on this show for a little while here above 750. I said as long above 750 bulls are clearly in control. They still are. Again, though, I'm not buying on the day. It's up 21 points and it was up even more than that. Yeah, it was up. Yeah. This is a interesting chart, you know, kind of a weak market. Uh, you know, the street kind of leaning like a little bear. I mean, not bearish, but you had uh, you had four lower highs, right? So you had persistent sellers out there between 775 and 795. Um, and now you're breaking out or attempting to break out. I'd say I keep an eye on that pre-market high of 80250. Uh, you get to that, you take that out, keep going, 85, 810. I think the longer you take to... Take out that pre-market high, more of a chance of a fade. What was your high from last week? Your high from last – oh, that's a good number. I mean, that's a good number too, 799. So there's your zone. You're trading at, what, 795 and a half. So it's off the high. Let's see if the bulls can get it back up there. I mean, I will give credit to Jason Rasnick uh, for saying, I mean, three years ago that we are – you're going to start seeing – more Teslas on the road, and I probably see, I don't know, a Tesla a day 
on the road. I'm not. Oh joking. yeah, there's more than that, even probably than seeing a Tesla. Yeah. They, they're they're out there. I mean, Jason's been all over this. I mean, you can give Kathy all the credit in the world, but Jason Razzik's been all over this call too. Oh yeah, and it's been in the biggest position in his oh, portfolio I mean, for a long time as well. It's basically made his life. Like this Tesla call made his life. He yeah. he's been. Everyone you know has that one call that made their life. This this is Jason's call. I mean, he's been pounding the table for like six, like seven Every time he's been on the show, seven years. By Tesla, he's yeah. been on this for seven years. Yeah, right. So like maybe more. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So congrats to him. I mean, yeah. Jason's been all over this. So great call, Jason. Yeah. Um. Other stocks here, and wait, we, we obviously have a light earnings week. But yeah, wait. Got to talk the oil spill. Yeah. Let, let's go to the oil spill. Oh. General oh. um. If you're if if you're gonna be responsible for an oil spill, you're gonna have a bad time. Uh, and the company at the center of the spill off the coast of California over the weekend in, uh, in Orange County is publicly traded. Amplify Energy (AMPY) is your ticker, uh, responsible for about 126,000 gallons uh, off the coast of uh, of Orange County uh, from Newport Beach, Huntington Beach distance of like roughly six miles is what they said um they said it's already been the source of the spill uh the pipe burst has been has been identified shut off but now they're going to be able to clean up so ampy is your ticker of the day and uh yeah not not fun not fun we always say fundamentals chop uh trump technicals and in this case there there's move. no better example than this here's a stock that's been straight up for eight straight days Closing near the highs on Friday. I don't know why the stock was just blasting off in orbit. That is all gone and then some from obviously an You're oil spill. You're back at 250, two bucks. Yeah, technicals just throw them out, throw them out the window when you have an event like this happen, and boom, you know, you go all the way back down. Uh, people will say historically, you know, you can buy the dip on these things and these things work. I had somebody give me the example of BP. I will tell you the opposite because when BP had the oil spill, that stock was $45 or $50 a share. We are now a decade later and it's a 27. It has never, ever come back from that, which is incredible to think about. I mean, a lot of oil stocks have been depressed, but it never came back from the oil spill. So I don't know, man. And if you're using BP as an example, it's hard to recover from these things. Wow. I mean, just people are just jammed in this. Look at this. I mean, you could the last eight days from four to nearly six. I mean, there's a buyer two bucks here. I mean, they're making that painstakingly obvious here. You've gotten under, under two bucks a couple times, 185, 190. You see those lows. So now you're moving up. So I have no idea what the short interest is in this or whatever, but you know, if you're buying the dip, I maybe this two buck area, just the way it's traded on the 15 minute and the hourly, there's a good buyer there. I mean, look at, I mean, this is here, this is Friday and I don't even have two bucks on this chart here on the daily. We're like, we're here. We're beneath this line right here. So we'll see. I mean, there are buyers coming in at two bucks where if this thing on the upside, I don't know, because you're gonna have all these like short-term buyers. You know, people are, huh, I'm not into stock. This is like a crazy move. They'll buy it at 205 and sell it at 225. They don't care if it ever goes back to that area. But uh mm. boy, tough. A lot of people jammed on this one. Yeah, everybody got caught because it wasn't like Jam. it was leaking. It wasn't leaking into the oil Nothing. Pun fully intended. Wow, this, yes. the, I, I had to do it. Come on. I had to do it. <laughs> oh. It wasn't leaking into the oil spill. It was running into the oil spill, and it ran and ran straight up. Nobody saw this one. Oh, 
I don't even know what to say here. It's no matter. I mean, it was stop. all mobile. I mean, if you want to put, if we're going to use a chart for not chasing and uh, for the event, this is it. Is there anybody else that's uh, affected by this? Or uh, All really, oil's huh? up because of it. <laughs> yeah, oil's always up. Oil, oil's up a little bit. What's the name of this? Wow. We'll see. Amplify what, Energy. What's going on, GM? GM, there is an, a new activist stake. So the same just, firm just coming out, this breaking, I think. So well, it broke a few minutes ago. No, so, they were the, out earlier. so the same firm that that wow. uh, there's that, something else coming out. The same firm that there's a couple of things. The, the, uh, there's multiple headlines here. The, the first headline was the same firm that won board seats on Exxon Mobil. Uh, has taken a stake in GM uh, engine number one, and also there are some uh, cruise guidance, uh, Chevy cruise guidance um, that they came out with. But also, I will. I will add that, and I mentioned this on Friday. I definitely said this on Friday. Is GM has their big annual, um, whatever you want to call it, like an, an investor, investors, yeah. yeah, yeah, investor day, whatever. But it's like it's like a multi day affair, um, and similar to basically what Ford did, right? With their, uh, e- their they talked up their EV um, spending and, and investment and yada yada yada. Um, that's going to happen this week. There's going to be a lot of EV headlines with GM this week. A lot of EV headlines. So I, I mentioned that as a potential catalyst on Friday. I didn't realize it'd be this morning, but there, there's, there's going to be more headlines coming from GM. This guy gave a five-year price target of one fifty, Dennis. Wow. Who, who is this? Chris James. Chris James. One fifty. <laughs> wow. I'd like that. That'd be good for me. Uh, I rarely add the losers. I rarely, rarely add the losers, and I added twice to this again. I added, I added some at forty nine, and then I was like, no, I'm buying even more at forty nine. So I believe GM is now one of the biggest positions in my long term portfolio. I don't think it's the biggest because I have some uh, some pretty big positions that have just grown over the years. But for like an initial position, this is about as big as I start. Now I might be wrong, and obviously I'm up, I'm up ten or. 15% and now, but you know, a month ago I was actually down in it after being up significantly. So I don't know. It hasn't been one that's worked out great. The technicals aren't as good as they once were because now you do have some overhead supply issues here. But with that being said, I still think GM's going to be a major player in EV. I think Ford's going to be a major player in EV and they remain whole um, and, and, and they're fairly cheap stocks. So so, so yeah, be on the lookout for for GM headlines. There's going to be more coming. Uh, you know when- what? The last time when this thing went into the 60 handle, it was or 64.30. It was right. They did one of these dog and pony shows too. I remember that and that everything. So maybe it's in for one of those. I don't know if it's going to go back to 64, but I remember them doing that. Boom. I mean, you're getting back half of this move right now. Right now, 50 pre-market high, just under 56 is a big move for GM. I'd keep an eye on 55.91. See you break into that 56 handle. All right. It is 8.37 on a Monday. You all know what it's time for. Market Structure Monday is with Tim Quast, the founder and CEO of Market Structure Edge. Tim, how was your weekend? It was good. Thank you. It's a it, beautiful autumn weather here in, in Denver. And we just came back from Austin. I, I was soaked in sweat with uh, Neil Hamilton on a show last week because it was 95 degrees down in Austin. And uh, yeah, yeah. And I was sitting outside, you know, the, uh, and uh, uh, here it's chilly. You guys look good. I, I caught a little bit of your, uh, your GM discussion. 
Okay, well, let's talk GM. Give us the give us some market structure behind GM. Is there any, you know, let, let, let's just see if the market structure likes it. It's one of the biggest positions I've got because I just think it's okay. going to be a major player in EV and I don't think the story is going away. But um, give me, give me yeah. what the market structure looks like, okay. GM. Can do. And Joel, I, I, I was laughing about your dog and pony show uh, comment because, you know, that's my profession. The, the investor relations profession, uh, and, and uh, Ford is a customer of ours on the, the data analytics side, <clears throat> uh, uh, the uh, public company data analytics side. But I have spent 26 years in the dog and pony show uh, kind of profession, the investor relations profession. And uh, you're right, these analyst days are a big deal. You know, a tremendous amount of effort goes into uh, who's going to say what and how are you going to present your story. And uh, uh, the pandemic changed the way that this happens. It didn't used to be a, uh, a, a, I don't know what they're doing, whether they're doing a virtual event or in-person event, but Ford's was a big virtual event and it was a huge hit. Uh, but it's been a period of uh, adaptation for the uh, storytellers, the, the public company storytellers, the investor relations profession. Uh, but let, yeah, let's get let's take a look. So and by the way, if you many of you use Edge who tune in or, or you're familiar with Edge, but you can follow along if you like. It's free to you just go to marketstructureedge.com. You can put your name and email address in and you can do this. It's something I think is very important to think about. There are uh, you know, there's the fundamentals of a business, uh, how they might, may perform over the long term. I listened to most of the Chris James uh, interview this morning from Engine Number One yeah. uh, on on Squawk Box, CNBC Squawk Box, and uh, we could talk about that too. It's that well, we have we have been uh, party to many, many, many battles with activists. Uh, so huh. for Starbird. Uh, Carl Icahn, Elliot, you name it, we have, uh, our data has been used in those situations. So we're very familiar. And, and engine number one is a different kind of uh, activist fund. And in fact, they're trying to back away from that a little bit here. They're, they're saying they're, 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 they're not taking an activist approach to, to GM. They're taking a collaborative approach. They believe that the total commitment to a battery electric vehicle, not hybrid, uh, is, the, is the approach for the future. And that's what Mary Barra has done at GM. Okay, so let's go take a look. I think you can see this now, right? Am I right? Not, there. not quite yet, but yeah. we're getting there. There we go. There okay, we're getting hide that. And I'm going to use the, <clears throat> uh, this is the, beta version of uh, Edge 2.0. We're going to release this to the, it's been in beta test for a while here, but it's a, it's a, it's a browser app now, which was, it's really cool. <clears throat> I, I think it's uh, fast and pretty, pretty slick. Uh, but if you want to try this beta version, people, just let me know, send me an email, tq at marketstructureedge.com. I can put you on the beta list. Okay, so I added Ford and GM to this list while I was uh, sitting in the green room, yep. and let's just look at GM. So here's here's the uh, <clears throat> I think of this as supply and demand. So for for those of you who don't know about market structure, the behavior of money behind price and volume, uh, we're measuring supply and demand, uh, and it's a ten point scale. The more time stocks spend above five, the better they tend to do. So a great thing to do is just let's just look at GM year to date and say, well, how much time has it spent uh, above five? 
uh, well, it spent a lot more time above five until about June. And it's had trouble since. But look at this buildup that we had before this news. Uh, so so uh, when the stock is above five, at five or above five, I like to say you buy rising demand and falling supply because that tends to lift prices. It's the same as in the economy. Uh, if the supply chain is, is struggling and there's solid demand for something, the cost of it goes up. Uh, the lumber uh, was an example during the summer. So here we have rising demand. Here's an interesting thing. So this is, see this explosion in short volume? Short volume is the percentage of daily trading volume coming from borrowed stock. And this has a sort of meme stock characteristic to it, believe it or not. What happens behind the scenes is if there are no actual sellers, there are a bunch of folks like Dennis who have big positions in, in their long-term portfolios in GM. And so there's no stock for sale. Uh, but then a whole bunch of orders show up in the pipeline to buy GM at higher prices, limit orders. And, uh, and so brokers can manufacture stock to fill those. That's part of how we have a continuous auction market. And that is absolutely happening here. So that could mean that you get a real pop in uh, GM. It's possible. Overall, I would say over the year to date, it's not been great. It's spent a lot of yeah. time uh, below five, and that's why you haven't seen uh, great performance. It's a supply-demand issue, not a story issue. Yeah, it's kind of just yeah. hung out. I mean, we started the year around the same price, so we haven't done a lot. We're up a little bit on GM. Obviously, January had a big move from 40 to 450, but after February, which is the right. story for a lot of stocks in the overall market, I think after February – there's a lot of stocks that have just kind of been chopping around going nowhere. You can see it in right. the IWM. I mean, from since February, the IWM is flat. So right. it's it's been a right. market where I've been arguing that contrarians have been getting paid. And and if you've been you know chasing moves, you've probably been paying the contrarians because we really haven't gone anywhere in the overall market for about six, eight months. Yeah, it's very it, it's a, it's interesting that you say that, Dennis, because I think about it <clears throat> from a, a broad market perspective here. This is our uh, it's an algorithm that tells us about the supply-demand balance in the broad market. And so that's this part of the graph. Uh, the, the, really, the, the seismograph is SPY, proxy for the S&P 500. And I, too, have been saying since, since uh, about April, the supply-demand equation has lost its, it's lost its mojo. Uh, it's not that it's been bad. You can see that the line has stayed between this green line, which is 4.0, and the red line, which is 6.0. And right in between is 5. <laughs> so if, you're, if you have a 5 to 5.4 market, that's a growth at a reasonable price market overall. But you see it show up more in the broad measures than the full composition of uh, the market. You know, half the S&P 500, as of last week, was down more than 10%. Uh, 90% of the, of the IWM, the Russell 2000, was down more than 10%. So you might say, well, how is it then that the broad measures are showing gains when so much of the market is not? How is that possible? Yeah, yeah. And it's because of, of statistical sampling. It's an important thing to understand about exchange-traded funds. An exchange-traded fund will pick a basket of things that are representative of what they're trying to track. And that basket is probably going to be the better performing elements. 
So then if you own things that are uh, part of whatever it is, let's say the communication services uh, exchange traded fund, which which uh, the ETF holds like 20 components and there are 130 stocks in that sector. Well, if you're holding those that aren't in the basket, they can go down and the broad measure can go up. And the same thing happens here. But I agree, Dennis, that the the momentum came out of the market about in April. And so ever since then, we have we have struggled. Uh, we had a very good day on Friday, which the data predicted. I sent a note to the uh, edge users and said, I expect with this turn in sentiment, we're going to have a nice move. But how long it lasts will be interesting. All if right. We can't, if we can't get back to five and stay there, we're in trouble. Sorry, Tim, sorry. Tim there is some demand in the chat for you to look at Alibaba. Alibaba. This stock, okay. before you get into it, I just want to say the market goes up. And Baba goes down, the market goes down, and Baba goes down. Every single day, the stock just goes down. And I have it in the long-term portfolio. We know I sold half of it back when we didn't know where Jack Ma when it was 240. I wish I would have sold it all because it's now 140. This stock has got to be the most hated stock out of all the mega caps like <laughs> out there. And its valuation is cheap, but I mean, when you got the you know China Communist Party actively fighting them, um, yep. this is what happens. So what's market structure say here? Because the stock just doesn't stop going down. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's miserable. I mean, look it's at the amount miserable. of time. It's, it's miserable, miserable as a shareholder here, too. I'll tell you that. It's making like seven-year lows. It, it's uh, so, that, you know, you could say, well, there's a faint chance. You know, there you may have, if you're in it and you want to get out, you may have a chance in the next week uh, <clears throat> because demand kicked up oh, just cool. a little bit and supply went down. But just look at the chart here. This so again, demand on top. The green part is is a sentiment. The this this is price, and and when a stock spends that much time below five, it's just no good. I you know there the, that's all you can say. It's uh, the demand for this stock just isn't there. All right, <clears throat> you heard Tim. If you're into this stock. <laughs> And, you, and you're trying to get out. You may get a chance. May get a chance this week, but right, <clears throat> it, it's uh, it is just not good. But there, yeah, uh, it, don't buy. Don't don't sell falling demand. There's no sense doing that. You know, I I say it's like the freeway. If you miss your exit, uh, don't compound the mistake. Just go on to the next one. Yeah. You just have to take the next Wait exit. Wait for the exit. Uh, but it but it, you know so if. If the demand side rises, then leave because that may be the only shot you get. It happens to it happens to all of us. Uh, I did, did this with Discovery B. 
uh, last week. I was not paying attention and it was 10 and 59% short and I should have been out. And so uh, uh, I lost a little bit on that. I'll show you another one. Here's, here's one where, yeah. where I kick myself. So I looked at this on Friday and I said, oh, I should buy this. And I teed it up in my interactive brokers account and I didn't do it. But here's a, this is what you want to see. This is the exact opposite of Alibaba. Uh, see this rapidly ramping demand side yep. and supply side well below the trend? Well, that's how you get a 12% gain in a day. That's what you want. Uh, and I keep a momentum portfolio to look at with a set of, set of things that spend a lot of time at 10. And uh, you, uh, I always profile them. I'll go back test to make sure that this will work. But that's the kind of stuff that you want to buy. Tim Kwa. Great. Is, is the founder of Market Structure Edge, joining us every Monday from Market Structure Mondays. MarketStructureEdge.com is your link. Tim, always a pleasure, sir. Thanks a lot. Tim, Tim, if you if you miss your accent and yeah. there's no cops around, you could do a U-turn. You you could, but uh, you might you, you, but you might be going r- the wrong way down. Just the don't freeway don't too, back John. up on the freeway. Don't back you know? up. Don't back, don't back up, up on the freeway trying yeah, to get to right. the exit. Just see that's if you right. can. You know where it says emergency emergency vehicles only. Just <laughs> slip around right. one of those. Thanks, Tim. And that's not and that's not driving advice here. We don't give trading advice. We don't give driving that's, advice. That's right. I feel like Joel no knows from experience. Thanks a lot, Tim. Yeah, he does. Good to see oh. you guys. All right. Oh, hey, age fifty. Let's do some ticker time. Market's coming back. I just want you to know, y'all. We buy uh, the dip works again. What the heck, man? We kind of the back. Wrap. We're like Rinse almost repeat. unchanged here, down three and a quarter. That's it. Now we're down. We're looking at unchanged. That's forty three seventy five. So if you're looking for unchanged on the session, that's what you're going to get. Let's do upstart. Work. I want to do upstart. Somebody okay. just uh, Noah wants to know upstart. I want to talk upstart here too, and I'm going to take it. Uh, Ugly candle Friday. You Wait. got some people. You're breaking trend here. It's a very steep trend, and you're breaking it here now. Um, I've, I've, you know, obviously Kramer's been bullish this for a while. Um, this stock has been an unbelievable performer. It always kind of depends how you draw the lines, but you can kind of see the steep line, Joel. If you take that Jeff Mackey purple crown uh-huh. and draw it, you can see that you're just breaching trend here now. There's a lot of air below. I think I'd be a seller of rallies into this. Uh, let's see if I can actually do that uh, boom, a trend line for you. You got the purple one? Wait, wait while Joel is doing that. That'll be purple. I, wait, while oh, Joel is doing that, I have uh, a joke, and it, 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 it smells like upstart in here. You're like, what's upstart? No? That's like, what's up, dog? What's upstart? No? Okay, fine. Actually, that might be the worst joke ever told. Oh, Joel said a lot of... Maybe somebody in the chat got it, but I was like, is I there any? Is there any? Sorry, I'm Spencer. sure there's not, but big couple red bars, three out of four red bars. Uh, we're traded down four bucks, it's only on 12,000 shares. Uh, we did, I think we did break the trend line. Let's see. Oh, wow, but it, we're not it, even in yesterday's low broken. yet. We're not even at the low from Friday yet, two eighty five fifty five. So, you know, we're down. We wow, this thing really. Am I looking at it daily? Oh, it moves, man. Oh it's my a mover lord, and a shaker look of the at stock. this thing. I mean, maybe get a look at it. if you're that bearish on it today. You might get a look at unchanged ninety eight seventy seven. What's wrong with that? If you're, you know, if you're leading that way, but long ways to go down to yesterday's low at eighty five fifty five. I wonder. I want to remark for a second here. 
Because Mark is back up. Mark's at 85. Why is it up today? Because. You know why? Two day again, move. they just get they're gonna get pop another four percent just because. Oh yeah, don't forget the the Merc pill. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So wanted to give it back on Friday, and, and then it just it. can. It gets a lot of love, you know. I think on from media, obviously over the weekend, everybody talking about it, everybody's coming in again. I'm long Merc in the long term portfolio. I've been in there forever. I'm probably not going anywhere. I will talk against my book and say if I had this on for a trade, I'd sell it. But it's been in the long-term portfolio since 30. I'm holding on to it. But um, I, that I, I think you, I think you're supposed to sell in, the, in this news. To be honest, I think you're supposed to sell. In this you news. ate your February high from last year at 85.03. You kissed that. You traded 85. So if you've been waiting to sell this since the pandemic, there it is. 85.03 almost got there in the pre-market. Uh, your next monthly high is not a way, it's a ways away from that 87.83. So, uh, keep an eye for follow through through the pre market high. I think, if anything, you'll see, you know, if you want to buy this today, I, no guarantees, but the way it moved on Friday, you might get a chance to get a little cheaper here than up 329 if you're playing it from the long side. Where that is, what's the top of the range from, uh, from Friday? Maybe if you get a quick bolt down to there, 84.34. So if you're not afraid of, you know, uh, gaps, I bet you could get long there at the top of uh, Friday's range, 84.34. All right. Neve was asking about Regeneron, which is trading off the Merck. Oh, yeah. They're they're going to. A horrible call by me here to add to a winner. I never do that. And I added to the winner and I raised my cost base. I bought a 575 and I bought more at 640 on that pullback or 645 on that little consolidation because I thought it was consolidation go higher. And then obviously the Merck drug just implodes the position on Friday. I still think it's cheap. I still have it in the long-term portfolio, but holy mackerel, it's a bad call to add to that. As long as Merck's going up, man, this thing, all these things are going to be under pressure. Regeneron's going to be under pressure. Yeah, all Pfizer, of them. Alternative, yeah. right? Yeah. Pfizer. Yeah. Uh, Pfizer yeah. shrugged it off, and we talked about that. I'd buy the Pfizer dip. Pfizer's cheap enough. I, I don't know about the BioNTechs and all that, but Pfizer's cheap enough. I own Pfizer in the long-term portfolio. I still think Pfizer dip is to be bought. Okay, let's keep going here. Got five more minutes left. A few more tickers from the chat. Let's take a look at uh, Cloudflare, NET. It's been a while. Net. Yes, I know. It's been NET, a minute. Huh? Oh, trend's broken, though, man. Trend broke here, too. Resistance up at 120 now. Major resistance up at 120. I don't like that the trend is completely broken here. I think you're selling pops. About 120. What about getting through that wall 115 there? There you go. Yeah, three highs. One wall, you yeah. Got one. yeah, yeah. Uh, below, and if you take out that low from yeah, you're a ways from it, but uh, you take out that low from yesterday, 108.93. Man, it's just not a lot in there. Only one daily low protecting it from 105.61. But boy, night, you might get a shot at that 115 area today. No, I don't like it. I don't like the chart. All right, here's one from Slow Black, who we don't look at talk about ever. M T O R Meritor, the industrial. The uh um gotta what? be a headline on it. It's trading up seven percent. I don't know the headline. Oh What's the I, news here. You're right, it is trading up seven percent. Yeah, uh, it's gotta uh, be a headline here. I don't actually pro. see hell is what we got. Ba, 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 ba. Uh no, we got nothing. I got nothing. nothing. I'll go hunting further. Because it's not it's not the most. Is this a Reddit stock? I don't think 
show. Announce wait, his portfolio. Wait, wait. wait, this got some GM. Yeah, I, it might be turning up. Might be turning up with GM. Because mm. they're they're, uh, they're like an auto parts manufacturer, right? Yeah. The news oh, Barons. Barons had an article. Barons got it. Wow. Barons had an article on this. Uh, you're a buck off that high at uh, twenty in the pre-market. You got the twenty-five thirty August sixteenth high twenty-five thirty-four. So let's get up. Let's get back up there. Test that. That's your resistance. Uh, but longer it takes to uh, get back up to. That's a big move for a barren stock. Uh, maybe if you want to buy it, look to buy it on the cheap. Ooh, twenty-two seventy-seven. That was the top of yesterday's range. So. Uh, look for that 22, 20, 2277 support. Uh, you got resistance with that pre-market high coinciding with the August high. Uh, pretty good resistance. So this Apparently is the trading. article from Friday, and this yeah. overlooked parts maker is from Barron's. The, the title, I'll just give you the title of the article. That's all I need to know. This overlooked parts maker is ready for an EV future. Its stock could double. Wow. So that's your catalyst is Barron's. Wow. Uh, here, let's take a look at uh, Altria MO. They got a hit on Thursday. Wow, we never talk about that. I know. On, on, yeah. on Thursday, the international uh, U.S. International Trade Commission ruled that uh, Altria had infringed on a patent, so they have to stop selling these uh, IQOS heated, to, heated tobacco devices because they infringed on Reynolds American. So that's what the news was on Thursday. Oof. It's got an awesome dividend, seven point eight three percent. It's hard to buy those ugly, ugly candles. I'd, I'd let it, I'd let it sit and consolidate and make sure there's not follow through happening here. I'd wait for a consolidation spot before just striking. I think you're early. If you strike, it might be the bottom, but it might not be. So I'd wait. Just my forty four eighty nine. You got a nice pop off that. Let's see if it comes down. Let's see if forty. If they really want to make this. Uh, 45 level. I mean, that's on the daily. Not much there on the monthlies because uh, you dropped. Well, yeah, 45.16 uh, was your low uh, in April. So let's see. See if the big boys step up here, defend 45 over the next couple days and then turn back up. That's a big that's a big down move. Maybe you can make one. You see how I hit this 49 like this? Maybe you can do like a 45 or like that with three, four lows in the same area. All right, it is 8.59. Guys, any final thoughts before uh, we send you on your merry way? Nice climb back. i like to see us get over that close at 43.75, hold, and then, uh, you know, challenge that pre-market high. That's all I'm looking. Nice uh, nice rally bought by the dip overnight. Let's get unchanged and then work our way into uh, the pre-market high. That's about it for me. There's one imbalance jumping out to me, and that is Merck. 1.2 million to buy right now. Projected open is $90. That is obviously very early, and it's not going to open that high. But holy, it's a huge buyer in there this morning. I see you up there, Dennis. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Have a good rest of your day. Uh, I want to bring Money Mitch on for a second. But before I bring Mitch on, let me just say I have not asked y'all to hit that like button today. So let's go ahead and do that. We're only at... 273. Let's get to like 500 likes. I think we can do that. Second thing I want to say is next week, if you can believe it, next week is our our first in-person conference since before COVID, the Benzinga Cannabis Capital Conference. It'll be a hybrid event, so there will be some virtual aspects and some in-person aspects. Uh, It's a two-day event. It'll be next Thursday and Friday. I will be there myself. It's at the Marriott Marquis in Times Square. And uh, here's a quick preview of... Oh, wait, no. My trailer is not here. 
I'm sorry about that. Oh, yes, yes, it is. Here's a quick preview of what to expect next week, and I highly recommend you all check this out. BZCannabis.com. Quick note, uh, Matt Hammond, who's usually on at this time on Mondays, he'll be on with me in three hours. He'll be on at noon with me on this channel. So Matt Hammond will still be on today. If you if you miss him, don't worry. He'll be on later. I promise. Let's bring Money Mitch on for the next few minutes. It'll be Mitch and I, and then uh, we'll head off into David Green at the Open. But Mitch, uh, good morning. How is your day going? How's your weekend? Good morning. Good morning. First thing I got to say is go raise. Yankees sneaked by, so I'll give you that. I, I was thinking about you yesterday. Almost texted you, but I, but I, I, I didn't want to jinx anything, <laughs> so, so I, I didn't say anything. But it was a, it was a very stressful Sunday for me. I'll tell you that. Um, and w- Mitch, we may talk about this in again in a couple of days, but I, I'm not going to count my chickens. Definitely. Uh, let's go ahead yeah. and let's take a look at the market. Is the yeah. reopening trade really on? Let's take a look here. See, that's what you're asking yourself, isn't it? Right today is I. I, I know that you've got some, uh, you've you've got some interest in the reopening stocks. Yeah, I, you know, I took some swings uh, overnight. I have CCL, um, not looking too bad. I have this underneath t- uh, 26. I have it at 25.95. So looking for 26 to hold today. We're right now trading at 26.40. So if we take a look here. We're already trading up in the pre-market, starting to push on up. We'll see if we can get above that level, get towards 26.50 today. Close at 27 is what I would want to see. Okay, so let's take a look at some of these trades right now. So, of course, um, also airlines. I mean, you you guys saw a couple of those take a, a nice push. AAL, you can take a look here. If we look at the airlines overall, this is an index And a nice push on up that we got last week. Uh, UAL, really strong candle. JetBlue, another strong candle. Those are my two leaders that I'd watch. Um, And then from there, you can look at some other names to see how they react. DAL, look how that's been pushing really well. We'll see how these continue moving. Um, But it might surprise you. you You have a swing long in Carnival. Is that what you just said? Yes. Swing long in Carnival. And I'm also swing long in ULCC Frontier. I always forget about that one. How is Frontier? That, uh, that doesn't look, look terrible, chart, right? It doesn't look terrible. Let me like compare it with like the other the other airlines. Um, that's hard because there's so little history. But exactly. So um, my idea is for this one to come back to that IPO price, right? It opened at oh, uh, 1861. Interesting. interesting. And if it could come back to that level 
where it IPO'd, you know, in eight. Oh, so eight the IP the IPO was priced at nineteen, and it opened below that at eighteen. Like you said, eighteen sixty one. Wow, you don't see that every day. That's what I'm looking for. That move back up to that level. It, it doesn't okay. need to go past that. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm just looking for that IPO level. Would you have level. Would you have like a target on the downside? Do, downside sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. 16, right. Cool. There. I'm you into know? it. Sixteen to nineteen. Thirty fifty cent risk for three dollar gain. Let's do it. Uh, All right. It. Let's keep going. Let's go to the next one. This one's gonna surprise you. I'm pretty sure. Let's go to AMC. I'm liking this chart today, Spencer. Yes, I said it. AMC. I am bullish this week. Reason why Spencer is reopening trade, right? If this is really going to start moving with the reopening trade, one thing that happened this weekend was a post reopening record in attendance of 3.9 yeah. million. So I saw we'll, that. I we'll saw see that. how this continues to affect the industry. One thing that I am looking at is if the if the reopening trade is really on, AMC, GME are going to lead our way, baby. Let's go ahead and pay attention to those today. I have a feeling you might be looking at me at the end of the day and being like, man, Mitch, come on. But one thing we need to see is continuation. So for AMC, 37.46 needs to hold on any pullback. I love the hourly chart. Look at this sideways action from that pop that we got on Thursday. So we got a pop above 41.78. Pullback closer towards these 37.46. Now I want to see 38 hold on that pullback and really push towards 40. Once we get that push towards 40, I'm looking for a move up towards 41 today. And now we'll start setting up this chart to really look bullish. If it gets back above this high, which is 41.78, and we get into the 45 range, I think we could end up at 50 by the end of the week. GME also on my watch. Really nice chart, actually. If you look at the weekly, we're starting to get towards these levels. What I like is on the daily chart, you have the 200 below you, 50 just slightly above. If we get a push towards 200, the 50 is going to be right underneath it, really giving it that support. And we could see GME make a move towards 200 this week. That's going to be my call on GME. Let's keep it going. I want to, I want to keep bringing the fire. Trip advisor on my watch. If the reopening trades on, this is one that could get moving. Forty dollars is going to be really important for Trip Advisor to get moving here. Um, if we looked at B, uh, booking BKNG, look how this one's been starting to move up towards the resistance, trying to break through. That's why I'm looking at these guys. Another one that you can look at if you like a little cheaper stock, TRVG Trivago. Two dollars and sixty cents. Wow, I have lost track of this one. Is that two dollars? Yep, you got that, Spencer. You know, I like to keep my eye on a little bit of a cheapy, cheapy play. Wow, I remember when it was when it was like double digits. That was a while ago, I guess. Holy cow! Look at the weekly chart. It's come back down all the way from this breakout um, in January. Looks like we could come back for another move, right? Last time we made a move up was what? We started the move back in October. It kind of dipped down, and then we broke out into November to December to January. Let's see if we get another pull down, maybe 250s, and then a big push towards 280s. 
$3 is what we want to see on Tervago to continue making moves. I, I've got one that I'm I'm very – and there's nothing new if you've been listening for a while. Uh, but I'm, I'm very, very concerned about here uh, is, is Facebook. Um, I don't know Ooh. how many of you saw the 60-minute story last night. There was nothing that was like that new. It was just a, more of a continuation of events, which is that Facebook has all kinds of problems. And the negative headlines uh, via – be it from the press or from uh, Congress, are not going to go away. If you look at the FANG stock, since we made those all-time highs back at the end of August, Facebook has lagged the group by a not insignificant uh, margin. On the other hand, though, I still feel like the market is, is not fully appreciating the problems that Facebook has. Uh, so I'm strongly considering uh, buying some uh, long-term uh, put options or selling some long-term calls because I... I, I think Facebook is is in serious trouble here. I think they're in legitimate danger of getting broken up in some way, shape, or form. Uh, probably, I mean, de- definitely not this year. Maybe even not next year at the at the pace our our government moves. But I think Facebook is, is in real trouble, and I I think the the negative headlines are not going away. Yeah, I think you got to be careful about overall big tech here, um, because if you take a look at it for the year. They haven't really done that well, right, Spencer? Um, here, let, let's just zoom out. Let's I take mean, a look at those. I mean, uh, yeah, let's just go start of the year. The, I mean, they, they've done pretty. I mean, Amazon, which we mentioned off the, uh, earlier on the show, right? Amazon's having a, a bad year for Amazon standards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apple, too, for Apple standards. But Facebook, Microsoft, Google, and I didn't even put, let's put Netflix on here. Netflix is at all time highs. So, um, I mean, they, I, I wouldn't say they're having bad years. Uh, you for for the first what eight months, nine months of the year, they were pretty much the the only stocks you wanted to own. Mm-hmm. Uh, it hasn't been the case for the past month, obviously. But I, I, with the exception of, I don't mind any of these, with the exception of Facebook, right? I, I I just think Facebook has some real fundamental structural problems that they that they're going to have to deal with. The, the rest of them, not so much. I My mean, Amazon question. Amazon's running on, on all cylinders here, right? Apple too. Spencer, will it become another MySpace? Who Facebook? Well, yeah. it's, not, it's, it's, it's apples and oranges. Like 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 MySpace. MySpace got got out competitive. Uh, is that even a word? I don't even know um, if that's a word. Uh, I just made it a word. Uh, <laughs> like Facebook beat my, MySpace yeah. fair and square in, mm-hmm. in, in, in by by competing. Uh, I but I, I I think you know we could see a spinoff of of WhatsApp or Instagram. I think it's not out of the question. And Instagram is the, is the growth driver. It, that's basically it. That, that's yeah, that's the truth. Right. I mean, so so I, I'm, I'm seriously concerned here for Facebook. I, I think if, if you look, go back in the last couple of weeks, you see Facebook lagging the peers, but not by as much as I would have thought. Right. So, you know, let's go, let's go into August because that's, that's when the all-time highs were. Uh, I, I, I think, you know, Facebook prints money, and I think uh, this is – Frankly, not a story that's going away, and so I, I, I'm concerned about Facebook. So, so that's where I'm at. All right, so I'll pivot here for us, and let's keep going yeah. with some different trades. And this will kind of lead. We can go into a crypto update, also. Yeah, uh, let's take a look here at Hut. Hut. Oh, yeah, they, take a look they, at the news. They had some, they had some news this morning. Yeah, they had some news this morning. They, they. Oh wait, was it this morning or was it Friday? It may have been Friday. Uh, no, it, it was this morning. They said they mined 264 Bitcoin, or they minted 264 Bitcoin in September. 
Uh, so the total Bitcoins held in reserve as of the end of the month, 4,724 Bitcoin is what HUT owns. All right. So one thing to look at, it's just been in a big trend. You know, when it came down towards four, popped back up, looking strong, trying to hold prior resistance as support now. So $9 on pullbacks is what we want to see hold. But really, I mean, you can look at HUT, but I also want to take a look at a different one. Yeah. TCM is Bit Mining Limited. I like yeah. this chart. I like how it's battling to get above 860s and 850s yesterday, well, Friday. And, and finally, just close sideways here. If I think we get a big pop straight through nine, this is going to be looking really good to start coming back towards $10. Can it get back towards 12 I think that you're pushing it a little bit, but could we get back towards 10 and then kind of stay choppy between $8 and $10? I could see that happening. Some look for a little pop today, BTCM. And of course, BTBT is another one you guys can keep on watch. I think, I think they also, I think BTBT also had, uh, oh no, that was on Friday. They, they had their numbers out or maybe they didn't. I don't even know. All, all, okay. Bottom line is all the miners, Guess what? They mine more Bitcoin in September. That's what you need to know. Uh, real fast, though, let's just do a quick crypto update. Okay, mostly right on the screen here today. I'm a little, I got to say, I'm a, a smidge surprised because we did get a, a positive hemline uh, last week and, and again this morning coming out of the Fed. At first, the Fed was like, yeah, look, we're not, we're not trying to, we're not going to, ban cryptocurrency that's just not what we're about the headline this morning was that they are and i don't think this is this is new information uh but that they are like investigating or um i think that's the word investigating is uh was uh, basically some kind of a digital token for the the, the uh, u.s a uh, u.s digital currency basically is basically the feds looking at the benefits and the risks, and 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 could we do it? Uh, I would have thought that would have been a good good catalyst for crypto this morning, uh, but you see uh, Bitcoin trading uh, in the red. Whoops, uh, where's my yeah? Bitcoin trading in the red, ETH in the red, most of the majors in the red. Um, and so I guess you know we'll wait and see. But uh, but we're coming off a great day on on Friday for pretty much every single crypto out there. So maybe just some natural digestion here. But but but. To me, the fundamental picture on, on, on crypto hasn't changed at all, with the exception of the China news. And remember, the China headline wasn't even new news. China's been saying they've been anti-Bitcoin for forever. So maybe not forever, but for a while. So uh, I don't know. I'm still bullish. Uh, and that's where I'm at. I don't know if you've changed if you, you've, your thoughts on, on crypto. But, but um, maybe this morning is, hey, buying dips, seller rips. If it works in stocks, it can work in crypto. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly think that you got to start thinking about when these altcoins are going to move again. And I think that's something I'm even taking a look at. Why not diversify in a couple of these altcoins? Look for one of them to eventually get hot with retail again. We know how retail loves those big movers. We, we haven't seen a, vi a viral... Obviously, we've seen cryptos make big moves in the last couple weeks and months, but we haven't seen like a viral crypto to the extent of like a Dogecoin in really since Dogecoin, right? So that's a good point, Mitch. Yeah, kind of that's why I'm trying to take yeah. a look at it. Yeah, waiting for the next viral crypto to – it's been a while. 
It, maybe it is a Dogecoin. I don't know. The fact that Dogecoin is not a zero is maybe Uni Solana. I I, I thought I've heard of those. I, I thought Solana. I bought some, but that has not been the case. So, <laughs> yeah. That's how it is, right? You you don't know. You just have to like kind of diversify. I think. Anyway, right. as a reminder, the crypto updates we do are brought to you by Voyager. Get fifty dollars in Bitcoin for free. All you have to do is download the Voyager app, make your first trade, or fund your account with $100, make your first trade, use the code ZING, Z-I-N-G, and you'll get $50 in Bitcoin uh, for free. Um, Might have to do some myself and get some Solana. Hey, the Bitcoin, you, if you get it for free today, you're buying, it's like, like you're buying the dip. Right, let's do it. All right, so I want to transition a little bit more, also talking about some other plays that most people might not be looking at or even wow. noticing. Have you seen Live Nation recently? I know you're all over the reopening trade, so I have not seen it. No, tell me look all about at it. this chart. LYV? Yeah, look at that. Look at huh. that, Spencer. Not a bad looking chart, right? Interesting. That's a strong candle right there on that breakout. I, I wonder why. <sighs> it's interesting. It, it, I is, mean, it, is it like virtual? Is it like virtual? I mean, it, it's weird yeah. because I would think that, you know, then Madison Square Garden would be ripping. But no, Madison Square Garden's got their own problems. And they got, got their own problems. It's got nothing to do with uh, in-person events and more to do with the, the collapse of the regional sports business model. But uh, thank you. Thank you. I, I mean, at least yeah. you're helping me out here, Spencer, because I didn't know why yeah. that one was so up and this one was so down. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's MSGS, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. The, this oh. is the E. The oh, MSG. MSG. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's two yeah. sides. They've got separate problems, but but yeah, Live Nation. I I wouldn't. I good call out all time highs. I yeah. would not have thought of this. No, no, LYV ripping through the top, almost a hundred dollars. Could do a hundred today for you yellow traders trading at ninety nine hey, right now. Nice round number, right? right. Why not? To the like a dollar magnet, hundred dollar magnet. We'll or, also, or also from the short side, right? If you want to fade this rip. Mm-hmm. You, you short it, and your your stop is one hundred and a quarter, one hundred fifty. I don't know. Good level to go on. Yeah, the fifty percent retracement of this bar. So we're talking about a about a seven percent move there. So somewhere near here, ninety six fifty. Using that other level to attack could be a move today. Restaurants oh. is one that I want to take a look at that I didn't see rip Spencer, but I'm going to look to see if they rip this week. Um, so it has a nice, this is the index, nice looking kind of sideways pattern. If we start ripping, we'll look for some of these. Uh, but let's take a look at what's up, what's moving in, in here in restaurants. I don't know why, but they put Dave and Buster's under restaurants. Well, that they are. That's a restaurant. I put it under leisure, but yeah, it's a restaurant. That's all right. right. We'll keep it there. Yeah. Let's keep going. Let's go towards another one. BJ's restaurant setting up for a breakout through 45. We look at that one. BJ. Uh, one that I'm looking at, uh, Spencer Bros. The Bros. to get hot again. I never, I never reached out to them. I might I buy it today, buy it. Spencer. I might buy it. Hey, you've got a low. You've got a yeah, low. Right, that's what's what the, I like. What's that? Something to go off of. Is that from from Thursday? That's from Thursday. Forty-one, forty-eight. What's yeah, your close? retracement. I've been working on my Fibonacci's here. Okay. Um. So thirty-eight point two. That percentage held pretty well, and then it's been holding between the 50 
and the 38. So you want to get it get strong through that 50 retracement, start pushing towards 50, and that could give us our look that it wants to come back towards 55. We'll see if it gets strong today. I like 55 or 45 hold, like a little quick down move, then a breakout towards the end of the day. We'll see if that happens in bros. And we know how it's been moving. Um, but let's take a look at some other one of these restaurants. I just want to call some out. Ruth. All right, wait, Mitch, wait, while you do that, can, can I hop off? Are you able to manage do it? it? I got okay. you, bro. Okay, I have to hop off because I'm going to get David Green ready to go at 925. Dave will be live trading as he does every Monday, Tuesday, uh, and a little bit Wednesday with us uh, until 11 o'clock. So I'm going to get David Green going today, and I'll see you guys over there. Mitch, keep it going. We got you, bro. Like always, guys, hit the like for this guy, Spencer Israel, coming in every single morning with the news, bringing you guys through to the open. And now he's going to be bringing you with DG coming up next. Let's go ahead and finish off here. Before I continue going, can we get 500 likes? We need 75 more, you guys. You guys give us a thumbs up for going through these stocks and for me trying to give you guys my watch list exactly what I'm looking at and how I'm trying to approach it here. All right. I want to take a look at some of the names that are being mentioned in the chat before I keep going. Looks like Pelantier is being mentioned in the chat, but you guys throw some up. But before you do that, like always hit the like, let's keep it going. Let's see what we're seeing out there. So Ruth is one to definitely cake. Keep these on watch. I have a feeling you're going to see some of these restaurants start making moves. So Dan, Denny's, Chew, uh, take Take an eye on, on these because they could start making a move up. We'll see what happens on these and continues making a move. All right, let's go into Palantir. Palantir here. I'm going to be wrapping up soon, guys. I'll do one more stock after Palantir. You guys smash that like, and we'll see if we get towards 500. All right, so Palantir finding support here at 23.68. That's kind of the level that I'd go off of. I'd really want to see this one get right back above 25 immediately. But if it cracks 23.68, you got to get out because it could be heading back down towards 20.55. And I wouldn't want to be caught in that bag. Lucid is another one that has a similar situation. If it doesn't get back above the, the high 25 today, I could see it breaking down towards 23. And that's not what you want to see because you could get. Uh, caught in a bag coming down towards 1725 again just be careful just needs to hold those levels all right gonna really quickly how many we got in the chat let's do coin right quick coin what do we see here a uh, nice bottoming by 230s needs to hold 230s um that's that's pretty much it for that uh starbucks Starbucks just needs to hold 112, 110s on downside for it to come back towards 120s. But just be careful because the China trade continues on the downside. Starbucks could be drawn down with it. AMD, all about holding really this, this poly low right here. You got to start holding tighter and tighter. 101.50s is what I want to see hold. If it goes down to 100 again, you could break down 100 and be heading down towards 90. All right, that's going to do it for me, guys. I will bring you guys over to DG. This is live trading. If you guys want to see a live trader taking trades right in front of you, where you see exactly his entries and exits, stick around right here on Benzinga's YouTube. And like always, guys, hit the subscribe. 
One of the things is if you're a new viewer and you just started watching this, we cover the markets every single day. And this is what we're going to do and continue doing moving forward. If anything, we're going to keep doing better and better. We're going to be opening up a new middle of the day show that's going to be combining all the aspects that we've learned in the past year to bring you guys a better show. So first things first, hit that like, hit the subscribe. And up next, you got David Green. We'll see you next time on pre-market prep. Guys, check out the event on the 16th. I know I'll be there. Open, baby. Let me close some of these windows.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.